we're going to discuss the fourth commandment. And next week, we have the fifth commandment. So uh, the difference between the first three commandments and the next seven is this. No, the first three commandments teach us to love God, the supreme God, and final end of the human person, and all the created beings who is infinitely worthy of our love. So the remaining seven commandments are directed to the good of our neighbor and our personal good, wherein we are asked to love our neighbor out of love for God, our creator. So in the New Testament, the supreme precept of loving God and the second of loving our neighbor for God summarizes all the commandments of the Decalogue. The fourth commandment, honor your father and mother. Parents as well as children have need to examine themselves periodically on their fidelity to the fourth commandment. Explicitly, God speaks to the children, honor thy father and mother, commanding them to love and respect their parents, to pay them in all that is not sinful, and to help them when they are in need. However, while God is speaking to his children, he is looking over the shoulders of, at the parents, implicitly commanding them to be worthy the love and respect which the children are required to give. So we could say that the fourth commandment has a broader scope than its primary focus, the relationship between children and their parents. It is also applied to ties of kinship with other members of one's extended families, like for example, grandparents to grandchildren, aunts, uncles to nephew, nieces, or the ates and the kuyas to younger siblings. Furthermore, it encompasses the duties of pupils to teachers, subordinate to leaders, citizens to their countries, etc. Thus, this commandment implies and presupposes the duties of parents and of anyone exercising authority over others. So the obligation of parents and children alike stem from the fact that all rightful authority comes from God, whether it be a parent or a civil ruler or a religious superior, their authority, ultimately God's own authority, which he has chosen to share with them. Obedience given to these authorities is obedience given to God. Thus, these superiors have a great obligation as agents and partners of God to be faithful to the commands, trust that God has placed in them. For parents in particular, it should be a sobering thought to contemplate the strict accounting that they will have to render one day to God for the souls of their children. The family. The fourth commandment refers primarily to the relationship within the family between parents and children. So in creating man and woman, God instituted the human family. From the catechism of the Catholic Church, it says, a man and a woman united in marriage together with their children 
form a family. So the Christian family is a communion of persons assigned an image of the communion of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The fourth commandment is the one commandment that includes a promise. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land which the Lord your God gives you. This is from Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. To honor parents, children need to respect them and love them. St. Paul writes, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. As long as children remain under the authority of their parents, God expects them to obey their elders. So why do children owe a great debt to their parents? The, the most obvious is the sacrifice that parents made to bring them into this world. Those sleepless nights that mothers and fathers spent taking care of them. It is for the child's sense of peace and security to have a father who gives him patient guidance day after day for years until he matures enough to make his own decision. But there is still a deeper meaning of being a parent. They are the ones who cooperated with God to bring us into existence. Family and society. The family is the original cell of social life. It is the natural society in which husband and wife are called to give themselves in love and in the gift of life. Authority, stability, and the life of relationships within the family constitute the foundation for freedom, security, fraternity within society. Family life is an initiation into life in society. The family should live in such a way that its members learn to care and take responsibility for the young, the old, the sick, the handicapped, and the poor. So the fourth commandment illuminates other relationships in society. Society has the grave duty to support and strengthen marriage and the family, to recognize their true nature, to foster and protect them, and to safeguard morality. The Holy Family is the model of every family, a model of love and service, of obedience and authority. What in details are the principal duties of parents toward their children? There are first of all the obvious ones, physical care, to give food, clothing, housing, medical care as needed. Then there is the duty of having a child to be a good citizen, a useful, self-supporting, well-informed, intelligent by, by patriotic individual, providing intellectual development to the degree that his own talents and family finances will permit. Since there can be no complete intellectual development without knowledge of the truths of faith, here we have passed from the natural needs of a child's physical, civic, intellectual to his spiritual and supernatural needs. Since the child is made for eternal life, 
the spiritual and supernatural needs of the child, the fulfillment of these needs is the most important of all paternal duties. Parents need to respect the mystery of their child's call even if they do not understand it. Prayer strengthens this respect for freedom and the readiness to accept God's intervention. Thus, parents will avoid being overly protective and controlling of their children. So a possessive way of acting that does not foster their human and spiritual development. Duties of children to their parents. Children have to respect and honor their parents, trying to give them joy, praying for them, and appreciating their sacrifice. Divine paternity is the source of human paternity. This is the foundation of the honor owed to parents. Respect for parents is shown by docility and obedience. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord, as St. Paul says. As long as the children are subject to their parents, they should obey them in what concerns their own good and that of the family. So the obligations ends when children leave home, but the respect to parents never ends. The fourth commandment reminds children of their responsibility towards their parents as much as they can. They must give them maternal and moral respect in old age and in time of illness, loneliness, or distress. If parents order to do something contrary to the law of God, children are obliged to give God's will priority over the desires of their parents, always keeping in mind the words of the scriptures, we must obey God rather than man. God is more father than our parents. All paternity comes from him. Catholics need to have a true filial spirit towards the church. So this is the spirit is to be shown towards those who govern the church. The faithful with ready Christian obedience should accept whatever their sacred pastors as representatives of Christ, decree in their role as teachers and rulers in the church nor should they omit to pray to God for those placed over them who keep watch as having to render an account of their souls so that they may render this account with joy and not with grief. So the filial spirit is shown above by all faithful adherence to and union with the Pope, visible head of the church, and vicar of Christ on earth, and with the bishops in communion with the Pope. Catholics know that after God and our Mother, the Most Holy Virgin, the Holy Father comes next in the hierarchy of love and authority. God's fourth commandment also enjoys us to honor all who, for our good, have received authority in society from God. It clarifies the duties of those who exercise authority as well as those who benefit from it. The duties of the latter include respecting just laws and legitimate mandates of authority, exercising their rights as citizens and carrying out their duties, intervening in a responsible way in social and political life. 
Now, the choice of government and the method of selecting leaders is left to the free will of citizens. Responsibility for the common good makes exercising the right to vote a moral duty. It is not lawful to support anyone whose program for society is opposed to Christian teachings and as such contrary to the common good and to the real dignity of man. The citizen is obliged in conscience not to follow the directives of civil authorities when they are contrary to the demands of moral order, to the fundamental rights of the persons or the teachings of the gospel. Refusing obedience to civil authorities when their demands are contrary to those of an upright conscience finds its justification in the distinction between serving God and serving the political community. Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. We must obey God rather than men. The exercise of authority should facilitate the exercise of freedom and responsibility by all men and women. So those governing must be careful not to give the personal interest of certain individuals priority over the common good. Political authorities are obliged to respect the fundamental rights of human person. They will dispense justice humanly by respecting the rights of everyone, especially of families and the disadvantaged. The political rights attached to citizenship cannot be suspended by public authorities without legitimate and proportionate reasons. Mm -hmm.